This is Dr. Jeff Meldrum, and you're listening to the Paranomaly Zone. Look, I know the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen. It does happen. A ghostly apparition in the dark of night. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, that's his Hey, Mike, have you stopped berating your neighbors over their careless care of their puppy dogs? Have you calmed yourself a bit? Are you yes. ready to rock and roll? I yeah. was going to say roar, but... Uh, yeah, I don't want to roar. Yeah, I can't picture you roaring. <laughs> unless, unless it's laughter. There you go. When's the last time you roared with laughter? Oh, God. I have no idea. Oh, that's sad. I find it hard enough to smile nowadays, oh. let alone. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I I <laughs> need that that sad Price is Right horn. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> or bum, 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 bum. Yeah, that one, I love that. Oh man, you know I could probably find it here if I if uh, I didn't mind wasting our listeners' time. Well, <laughs> but we are back. It is time for a creature feature. We have a creature to feature, believe it or not. A featured creature. A featured creature. A menagerie of creatures, sort of. A menagerie. We're gonna uh, like a uh, uh, menagerie trois. Uh, how many are there? I don't know about menagerie trois. Um, menagerie cat. Wink, sink? wink, nudge, nudge. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Mike doesn't remember the last time he has smiled. I do smile. I mean, you hear me giggle and chuckle on the show, so it's obvious that I smile, but... Okay. Nope. Anyway. (laughs) Every time... It is what it is. Every time Mike walks through any door in any house. Thanks for that. I'm sorry. Next week, I do have a... A counselor that is calling me, and we we are counseling weekly for things such as that. Did you the say first call? The th- first call is going to be a uh, she's going to assess my mentality. I guess I don't know, or my mental well being. <laughs> now, did you say weekly or meekly? It, uh, it's going to be more than one week. Um, okay, I, I so guess. weekly. So, okay, I understand. So, but it was very difficult for me to agree to that, but. Um, it's, it's something my doctor is setting up. She's with Sanford and all of these things. I I've got her, I've got a, somebody for finances from Sanford and somebody, a social worker from Sanford, and they are all working with me to help me. Good. And it's all free. It's well, all free. Well, you so can't beat how, that. how can I, how can I say no when I know I need it? So. So if you're listening out there, and uh, chances are, if you hear this, you are listening. <laughs> um, we know we, you all 
are part of the Paranomaly Zone family. Send some positive vibes, some positive mojo Mike Carbono's way just to help the guy out a little bit. He's doing good. He's a fighter. But yeah. man, you got a lot of crap going through your through your life right now. So uh, it's, it's you'll you'll make it though. You will make it, and you'll come out stronger, stronger than ever. Well, come on now. Oh, well, well, that's that for sure puts positivity on that statement you just made. Sorry, <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> so am I on the same level as Zach Baggins now? No, 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 no. Okay. Okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> just making sure. Anyway. Just making sure. Yeah, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Um, it is going to be a double feature. One of the shows will be a creature feature, but shortly today, tonight, this evening, we will have two brand new episodes to clutter your podcast uh, library. We hope you listen to them before you delete them. That's a big part. That's a there very big part. You're not really a dick, by the way. I'm oh, sorry about that. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I, I appreciate that. That's the best compliment you're, you're, I've ever got. Well, how about if I say this? You're you're just a penis with a moist pouch. See, we can't I, we can't go an episode without saying the word. I mean, we can't go well, an and, episode. And, yeah. So anyway, I mean, I'm the, done. The last episode we talked about satanic penises. We talked about you know the pentagrams drawn right next to the to the obviously spouting penises (laughs) spouting was it spouting (laughs) it wasn't did it have a spouting drawn on there too because i don't like that it sure did i'm not ready for that shit (laughs) oh my god anyways thank you everybody for tuning in this is believe it or not going to be well it's obviously published to the quote-unquote flagship uh podcast feed but this is well let's be frank uh i'll be frank mike will be mike This is kind of a Patreon promo episode because this is the type of stuff that you get on Patreon, everybody. We're off to a roaring start. Uh, In all sincerity, though, the Patreon page has been reopened. We'd love to see you guys there. Uh, Best way to support us is to sign up for the Patreon page, Paranomaly Zone Patreon page. This is a one-time deal. Uh, The Creature Features is a sub-series that is exclusive to the Patreon page along with about 60 other exclusive episodes and a ton of other paranormal content, believe it or not personal paranormal content including some tagus stuff so uh you'll have to listen to the prior episode to understand what i'm talking about there but we had a good time talking about our tagus jaunt mike uh, absolutely it was a wonderful chat yes you said chat right not chat right but then i thought it's both we you know but anyway <laughs> it's both it's both if a you're chat talk, yeah and a chat okay i get where you're going I get where you're laying down. I got your vibe. Got your verbiage. And Mike's drinking out of his barrel-sized mug. <laughs> it, Bubba. It requires it, it, it requires two hands, maybe an extra. Oh, well, my, my well, I, I only got one arm that works. I, I, <sighs> and you I'm, you notice left hand here. <laughs> it's my three-cup holding Big Bubba insulated mug, and I have three cups of tea in there. Well, I'm about down two-thirds now and i think there's still like a close to a quarter cup of sugar in that little bit in the bottom of the the cup (laughs) mike have you ever seen the naked gun movies by the way i have they're some of my favorite movies but there's a great scene that i just i envisioned now you you uh sparked a memory where leslie nielsen's frank drebin character 
and Priscilla Presley, and I'm, I'm drawing a blank on her name, her character, they were having a romantic scene, kind of like it was a play on the famous Patrick Swayze, Demi Moore scene when they're like molding the yeah. the pottery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's In a ghost. Book, yeah, where Leslie Nielsen and Priscilla Presley are doing that. Jeez, I couldn't speak. And they have the close-up of Leslie's hands on top of Pres- uh, Priscilla's hands. Then the music's playing, you know. Oh, all that stuff, very romantic. Right. Close up on their hands. All of a sudden, a mysterious extra pair of hands <laughs> comes <laughs> around the the uh, pottery in the making. And yeah, that was freaking hilarious. <laughs> Leslie's like great, huh? great movies. Well, and Leslie Nielsen. I mean, hilarious. Such, what an actor he was. Absolutely fabulous. Fabulous. You know, fabulous in straight roles before he became more famous for his crazy uh, humorous stuff. So. Yeah. Uh, the first time I saw him was, well, I didn't see it when it first came out, obviously, but Forbidden Planet. Oh, I shit. Believe. Yeah. And he, he, he played like the captain of the United States flying saucer that came down. Robbie the Robot. Uh, I mean, I think that might have been his. That's first film, I think. Really? I don't know. But it was very good. Very good. Actually, I have a poster of it in, in here. Oh, you do? Anyway, I do. <laughs> it's a small one, but framed and nicely done up. But anyway, go very ahead. Cool. Very cool. Mike, uh, if I asked you something, would you answer? Nope. He's Absolutely. Drink- he's Truthfully. From his giant barrel-sized mug again. <laughs> <laughs> you get a kick out of that, don't you? I do. I, I, could, I could take a swim in that thing. It's- yeah, it's like a, this big chrome... <laughs> thing coming towards my face <laughs> and i'm and i'm sucking from it as we I as i listen to you talk <laughs> i'm just waiting for him just engulf get, get lost inside it somehow Dang, that's good tea anyway yes so if, <laughs> if i were to ask you in your opinion and we're going to talk about this after this eyewitness story that we're going to share here we're going to right. share a story that's been that's it's become known as the british columbia baffler um it's 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 one guy's story. We get it. But how many of these alleged cryptids are, right? I mean, some... Well, let me rephrase that question. How many alleged cryptid sightings are reported by several people as opposed to just one people? In my, one people, one person. In my opinion, that doesn't necessarily add or remove legitimacy to it because right. just because it's one person who experienced it doesn't automatically make you want to toss it out the window well who else saw it well just, right. well, just me well then it's not true well but why? there there are a lot of people that will do that i mean right you know right. it's yeah so this is interesting because exactly what the british columbia baffler is it's baffling hence the hence the title mm-hmm. is it a bigfoot is it a werewolf was it a dog man? And what I was going to ask you, Mike, is there any significant difference between werewolves and dogmen? Would you want to tackle that now, or do you want to wait till we discuss this tale, this alleged uh, cryptid well, from, sighting? From what I understand, and from the little bit that I have seen on different TV shows about the dogman, it's it's totally different. I I mean, the I I hear, I've heard it described as like a giant wolf, like a wolf wolf man, yeah. like a werewolf, mm-hmm. but more dog like. And is it something you know? Of course, the alleged tale. Well, not they're not alleged tales, but the alleged sightings and reports. 
And what a werewolf allegedly is, is something that, it's a, a kind of a shapeshifter, I guess. It, exactly. That's exactly the what was going through my mind right now. It yes. turns from, obviously, a human to a wolf man and back. Now, are dogmen alleged to, to do that as well, or are they mm. permanently in the state of dogness? <laughs> Boy, that's a great question. Well, how often are are there reports? I mean, if it if it's not out there all the time as a dogman, would there be less reports, less sightings? Hmm. It would be more, hmm. you know, in its human form, it could stay in the background, you know, out of the conversation of dogmen. I see what you're saying. I see what hmm. you're saying. It's kind of harder to keep itself um, under wraps uh, in in the in the dark, so to speak, I'm doing the air quotes, you know, right. when it is permanently in that state of existence. I get you. I get you. Yeah, this is a crazy, weird uh, story. It's kind of eerie. Um, I would have probably pooped my panties if I... And no, I don't wear panties, but it just sounds funny when I say that. <laughs> there are people that will not believe what you just said oh, while I'm sure. you're not wearing panties. I know. I know exactly. <laughs> That's why I threw it out there. I threw it out there. So, um, well, we discussed your... your uh, <laughs> Your undies, <laughs> your underoos yeah. in the prior episode. So the, yeah, well, you know, actually, the, the times that I've been at your house, I I have been kind of weirded out by seeing panties hanging over your, you know, some of your collection in your podcast room, and I don't know what that's all about. I I accessorize. That's, accessorize. That's what. That's all that is. Yes. I color match and accessorize. <laughs> right, exactly. I have. You my, should see my jewelry. I have my my stormtroopers in their packages. You know, Star Wars figures right in front of me right now, and to accessorize those, you know, stormtroopers are white. I have a pair of white panties dangling right yes. in front of them to match. Yes, color coordinated. Color coordinated. Yeah, yeah. I'm proud of you. Well, thank you. Thank you for noticing because it takes yes. a lot of effort to do that. Appreciate it. <laughs> So, um, how's the content of this uh, feature feature going so far? Okay. That has become your favorite for these it last is. two episodes. <laughs> well, I didn't have it last episode. I, this has been my, or oh, yeah. this has been one-time deal for this episode. That's right. So, Mike, it's going to be kind of story time real quick, and I'm, I, don't turn your, your headphones off. Don't go running for the, for the woods. Uh, this, this is important information. I have to. This is the crux of our episode. I have to set the story here. I'll go through this guy. It's uh, it's two pages long. It's it's very very short. I'll go through this gentleman's alleged encounter. Okay. Um, This took place allegedly in Victoria, British Columbia, in 1980, in the fall of 1980. And again, the author Linda Godfrey. Uh, personally interviewed this this young man, then young man, who went on to have a very uh, successful career, it appears, as a, as a um, technician, it looks like. Oh, so very good. So he was a teenager when he experienced this. The British Columbia baffler. Mike is chewing his fingernail. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and by the way, I, ha- I have to correct myself. Uh, I did not have an uncle that and a cousin that lived... In uh, well, British like, Columbia, it was Alberta, which is very close to British uh, Columbia. Okay, okay. And now, did you did you mention that in the segment that I cut out? Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I think um, I lost track of that. Crap. I did too. I did too. <laughs> well, uh, ladies, and that's gentlemen, why it was thrown out. It was crap. It was. It was. So, ladies, so never mind, ladies and gentlemen. Um, 
that is the power of editing sometimes. Uh, and sometimes it comes back to bite you. Because I, I don't remember either if it's in the first yeah. five minutes or not. Or <laughs> Do you need to hit that edit button right now? No, no, we, no. Okay, I, we're good to go. Okay, read, read, my boy. We read. are good to read go. Read on, read on. We're running on fumes right now. Let's make it <laughs> to the finish line. Okay, yeah, the author describes it as one of the eeriest tales she has ever received, actually. She calls it completely unique among all the reports sent to her over the 20 or the past 20 plus years. And it came from the then 49-year-old British Columbia man who has never forgotten his experience. I mentioned earlier that he was the at the age of 17 when this encounter happened. She goes on to say it's one of the few reports that made her actually stop and consider whether this particular unknown might be a true, traditional werewolf. Werewolf. There. Werewolf. Let's see here. The eyewitness is now a successful businessman in a highly technical field. So I was wrong in that memory. He is not a technician. He's a highly successful businessman who wished to have his name withheld. Don't blame him at all. But if he was a technician, it would have been okay. Is that what you're saying? Right. No, I know right. that. I'm just exactly. kidding. No, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, this incident occurred when he was attending a crowded house party in Victoria, British Columbia. Lucky. Crowded house parties. Hell yeah. I'm kidding. I don't like house parties. I've never liked going to parties. I I, I, I don't remember much parties in my growing up era. Yeah. Or now. I mean, you know, I just don't. Yeah. I'm too fragile. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I ha- I have uh, oh yeah several several memories of not really being forced to go to these dumb parties, but I would have to go because the people I was with were my ride, and they wanted to go mm. to these damn parties. Sure, and, and it wasn't your fault that you got drunk at these parties. No, not at all. Not yeah. at all. No, 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 no. Are you kidding me? I was forced, tackled, and forced. With funnels in every orifice. <laughs> Jeez. God dang it. Read. Read. <laughs> what? You, you mentioned it, so I thought I'd get into details. Okay. Yeah, but okay. So this witness remembered that it had started as a small private party, but then it got out of hand. The house was pretty much next to, to full, and it was next to a lake in a residential neighborhood. Those familiar with going to house parties... Full house parties know every now and then that nature will call and you have to go use thy restroom. But unfortunately, in these crowded places, those restroom lines can be pretty long. So this guy decided to ditch the restroom line. I'm totally, I can see, I'm not even reading anymore because I remember this part of the story. Decided to ditch the, the said restroom line and go outside at night in Victoria, British Columbia to, um, well, do his business. Hope it wasn't in the winter time in British Columbia. It was in the fall. It was in the okay. fall. Okay, it can get very cold. It might be a wee bit of nippy. That's for sure. Yes. Now this is a. You quote. got a wee bit of a nip in the air. A wee bit of a nip. This is a quote from the witness. He says the house is only approximately one thousand square feet, with over fifty teenagers stuffed inside. Holy jeez. <laughs> he says as the party started, I was not tipsy at all. And the bathroom had 10 plus persons in line. So I went outside as it was dark out. Now he and probably says had here, 10 plus people in the bathroom. That's yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Throwing um, up and peeing and pooping. Yummy. And taking, yummy. And one taking a bath. Anyway, go ahead. And probably pooping. 
in the tub. Now, this <laughs> That's what I was suggesting. <laughs> this is like Patreon. It is. Stuff. Kind of. People are going to hear this and they're going, "Screw that." I know. What is cheese? What what are they trying to say? Okay, I'm going to be quiet and let you go. Go ahead. <sighs> so, it is it's important that I repeat this line. He says, "I was not tipsy at all." Right. Okay. Now, what say you about, you know, when someone goes right out to the front and says, I wasn't tipsy, is that something to say? Before you accuse me of being tipsy, I'm going to make it clear right. that I wasn't. Ah, uh, you are drunk, that's all. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm not suggesting anything, but we have to, you know, look at it from right. both We weren't there. Here. We weren't there. But again, how tragic is it if you're drunk and you happen to see a real damn Bigfoot? Yeah. What do you do then? Mm. You can't tell people you saw it because they'll say, mm. well, were you drunk? And you'll say, yeah. And he'll go, well, shit. <laughs> End of story. End of story. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Bury that. It's dead. Ah, <laughs> man. Anyway. Or it's like, why, if, you, if you have kind of a seedy vocation, was considered, let's say you're, uh, I'm not ripping on anybody who does any particular job, but a lot of people, unfortunately, look at like prostitution as, as a seedy job, Right. I guess. Why can't prostitutes be considered good eyewitnesses? You see that all the time. Well, throw her testimony out. She's a prostitute. What does being well, a prostitute, be, how does that affect her eyesight? It has nothing to do with it. She's right. A, she's an extremely hard worker. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Anyway. And I, in case people are getting their panties in the wad, I'm sticking up for prostitutes right now. Well, okay? Me too. And well, hey, there's male pr- prostitutes. I know. Frank Darwin. You, you you screwed it up again. <laughs> I know. I did that on purpose. Okay. Fred. His name is Fred. Fred. Anyway, go ahead. You go got to read. Read, read. Now, the witness found an isolated spot in the shadows and was about to conduct his business when the door, now you have to visualize this, when the door of a small camping trailer that was parked about 20 feet from where he stood suddenly popped open. Okay, so there's a mm-hmm. camping tra- trailer about 20 feet in front of him. The back door also boom popped open. Okay. Sort of baffling, maybe, right? Okay, we're getting closer to the <laughs> the the key event. Yes. Now this is another quote. Then out walked a person, question mark, approximately six feet tall, ninety-five to ninety-nine percent covered in long hair, uh. walking with a bad hunch. Well, yeah, because he just finished with that prostitute in the trailer. You know I had to say that. <clears throat> Are you going to edit that out? <laughs> no, I'm not editing it out. Okay, go ahead. 95% covered in hair, grunting, hunched over. That's because... Now, go ahead, Reed. Okay, stop. I know. Uh, uh, the key here, not a human face. Right. Okay. So he was actually close enough to to see this that yes. clear. Now okay. that now that reminds me. I'm sorry, I'm going off a tangent. One of my favorite Will Ferrell quotes from SNL. He's he's play, he's playing a doctor, okay. And this yeah. mar- this married couple comes in. They're worried about their son that he's been working on. He's the emergency doctor, and he sits there and he, they ask him about they ask him about the status of their son, and he calmly sits there and he puts the, his hand up to his mouth and he goes, well, your son no longer has what we doctors refer to as a human face. So, there you go. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
And I feel bad about me going off trail here. See, I'm not Will Ferrell, okay? Okay, go ahead. <clears throat> I'm about one-third his height. The cul-de-sac street lamp and the moonlight were good enough for me to see with my 2020 vision, but this thing, he's like, whoa, I mean, this is a quote. He says, but this thing, question mark, exclamation mark. So now we have, he makes it clear that he wasn't tipsy, and he also points out he has 2020 vision. Mm -hmm. So again, is he going out of his way to kind of... Well, he's making sure he's setting this up that that he actually saw this. I mean, he was yeah. in his right mind. Yes. He has great vision. He was close enough, clear enough. He saw this thing. Amen, sister. <clears throat> the creature didn't appear to see the teen who stood rooted, quote, deathly still to the spot hidden in the darkened foliage. I bet it cut off his pee real quick. Probably, and it probably hurt. It stings. Yes, he observed the bizarre figure with shocked attention as it walked on two legs, Mike, mm -hmm. into some nearby brush. This creature remained hidden for several long minutes during which the teen hardly dared to breathe or move or finish his pee. I didn't add that. Or that wasn't written on there. I actually right. added that. Afraid that it would lurch back out of the brush and find him. He had no idea what it was doing during that time. And now the author surmises Perhaps it had also sought out a private place in which to <laughs> relieve itself. So yeah. Well, see, now he the, the author is funny too. Absolutely. Why? I, or funnier than we are. I cryptids. Say. Cryptids have bowel movements. Cryptids pee. As yeah. far as we know. Why Physical not? beings. That's why they smell so bad. They they don't wipe. They don't wipe. <laughs> they don't bathe uh, regularly. I get mm -hmm. it. Now, when this creature finally emerged, Mike, it shambled straight back to the trailer. Now, guess, get this. Opened the trailer door, ducked back inside, and slammed the door shut, leaving wow. the young man dumbfounded. Now, he goes on to say, my thought then in all these years is werewolf. Again, werewolf. There. Sorry. Needless to say, I did not knock on that trailer door, nor ever tell anyone. Oddly, I was anxiety-ridden from the first moment until it re-entered the trailer, and then I went back to the safety of the 50-plus people. Yeah. Now, the author goes on. Again, kind of... Well, I'll read what she says here. She says... Yeah. He did not go back outside that night, however, choosing the long waits for the indoor bathroom over another possible encounter with that same creature. He added that he never met the actual owners of the house at the party, but presumed that they must have been several older persons in their 20s. This is a quote. This house's ongoing occupants had to know what was in that trailer. Right. And that always made me equally as shocked as the thing that appeared from the trailer. Now, you said right. So... Why would he think that the owners obviously had to know something was in the trailer? That kind well, of, that throws me off. Well, I, I think, you know, it had to have been close enough to, I mean, neighbors or, you know, is it a, a something, is it a trailer house where somebody lived? Yeah, Like a neighbor of this house? You know your neighbors. I mean, and, and there's obviously a connection to that trailer with this dog man or whatever it was. Uh it was a small camping trailer. Okay. Oh, that's right. A small camping trailer. Well, was it a camping trailer that, was it in the yard of this house? Yeah. It's, Parked? It's 20 feet and, away. 20 feet away. So it's either right. really, really close neighbor or 
you know, really close camping area or it's theirs. It's their trailer. On another day when, you know, everybody's head is clear and the people that live there, wouldn't you want to go back and, and kind of ask some questions, inquire about this trailer and well, but then oh, you'd have yeah. to share what you saw and maybe get ridiculed, but still you, you'd have to, I would have to know. I'd have to know well, what's you going would have on. to know. I guess what I was thinking was, well, they didn't necessarily have to know because what if this thing came from the woods when everyone was inside right. the house, it was curious about what was in the trailer, right? Jumps into the trailer and that's when the kids saw it. When it, that's, when it came yeah, out. that makes more sense to me. It's not like this. Well, there's a guy living there and he turns into a werewolf right. and then he leaves the peas behind a tree. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know? And, and, and the fact that, you know, in the description of it, it was hunched over. Yep. Now that that is very not like a a Bigfoot. No, thank you for saying that. You know, posture. Yes, absolutely. So that right. really struck me right away. And you know, the long hair, you know, the whatever, you know, you hear about that on Bigfoot, but but that hunching, I don't know. Um, he retains a vivid memory of the creature's appearance. He estimated that walking with its head and neck neck hunched forward. It stood about five feet tall and that it would have been at least six feet or more in height if it stood up straight. Mm. He goes on to say, as for build, going by entertainment werewolf picks and standard male humans, I would say it was halfway in between. So it had a very plain build with no noticeable mus muscle form. Yeah, so that, not that, a Bigfoot. Not a Bigfoot because, yes, not a Bigfoot. you hear that. Over and over and over when people have Bigfoot encounters, Bigfoot sightings, the musculature yeah. is undeniable. Yeah. Well, yeah, like the, the famous Holy Grail film footage. I mean, uh, yes, I mean, yes. great example. That is the example of a real Sasquatch. Uh, he goes on to say that it had on no clothing of any sort and the hair slash fur was a dark copper color. Oh. Now, I'm not sure. Oh, I guess they did say a street lamp was on, so he can probably surmise a little bit of color then. You know, right. This was at night, but the street lamp will help. Um, as for its feet and hands, I never looked down that far as I kept my focus on the head down to the waist. He says, my sports playing days always told me to look at the chest of another player as that tells you the next place an opponent will go. At that point, I knew things could turn out very bad for me, so instinct kicked and as the team focused on the creature's face, he came to the disturbing conclusion that it was not human. He goes on to say, it was canine-like, like a werewolf's, as per pics I have seen over the years. The nose, snout, was not protruding, however. Mm. Just slightly larger than a human snout. Same for the jawline, almost human-like. But it was very odd that it could open the door Open and close a door on the trailer. He go. He does admit that he never looked at the doorknob handle assembly on the trailer, but uh, you know, so be it. it. Yes, I did freeze. I'm sorry. He he yeah. he went on to say, I never looked at the doorknob handle assembly on the trailer. So he doesn't know. So it doesn't make it any clearer for him as to how why it was so easy for this being to push right. open the door and shut the door. The thing went in and out of that trailer like. That was its living quarters. It knew how to open the door, where to go next, then come back, open the door, close it again, then silence. As it came and went, it made low decibel grunt sounds that were quite evident. 
And mm. when it came back out, oh God! <laughs> when it came back out, he noticed that it was carrying a six pack of beer. Well, that naturally, he, that it had gotten out of the refrigerator. Naturally, why? What? What else would you go for? You bust into a right. camping trailer. You're covered in hair. You're parched. You're smelly. <laughs> go for the beer, man. You go for the beer. Now, the author goes on to state that this eyewitness kept his uh, incident to himself for 33 years until a chance viewing of her on a TV show that led him to reach out and contact her via her website. Cool. The description of the creature, however, is still a head-scratcher. I'm reading again, if you couldn't tell. Although it made the teen think of a werewolf, and he described the face as canine, the human-like face and jaw do not, do not sound canid at all. Yeah, he said it was a very short snout, not much longer than yeah. your, your, your nose. The type of werewolf he was picturing at the time was probably closer to the popular image in Hollywood films which often depict werewolves with human faces augmented with a lot of fur, latex, and some sharp fang dental appliances. I'm thinking back of those classic 1950s, 1940s, 1950s monster movies, you know? Yeah, well, uh, Lon Chaney Jr., the the ultimate, ultimate, he was the beginning. Yeah. Uh, He doesn't mention eyes or ears, leading me to believe that neither of these features were very prominent. He did not see the lower part of the body, so we can't tell whether the creature walked on toe pads as canine animals do or was flat-footed like a human or Bigfoot. She goes on saying, what about the fact that it was able to open and shut the camper door? She says she's, she has personally seen some campers, especially older models, with very simple push-down handles that could conceivably be managed by a large, flexible paw. Right, right. She says, I've known people whose dogs could get into similarly equipped cupboards indoors. Mm-hmm. But I must say, it seems likelier that a Bigfoot with its fingers and opposable thumbs would be the likelier candidate of the two candidates. Ditto on the human jaw and the flat nose. But then she says, and I'll wrap it up here, unless, of course, it was an actual werewolf, shapeshifter, or other entity of supernatural origin. But what was a magical being doing in a tiny camper trailer, especially when it was only a couple of dozen feet from a whole houseful of young, tender humans? (laughs) Young, tender humans. You have to ask a question. What's it doing going in and out of this trailer? I told you. If it's of... Wild, beastly, cryptid origin. It's got. Is it? Oh, okay. We have to throw this idea out here. Is it more afraid of those young, tender humans in the in the house? Than- well, you would you would think that it would have to have heard what was going on in the house. I mean, it was obviously it would have to have been a loud party with with a house full of kids. You know, this thing. If oh, it yeah. didn't seem like it looked over to the house, it didn't. Didn't, uh, you know, look over to see what was all the noise was. I mean, yeah. it just it didn't right. even didn't look it towards him. It just was it doing its own business. Right. And, uh, mm. okay, and you know, and maybe it may like maybe it originally before he was out there, it had it, it come across this yard uh, in its whatever, you know, roaming it does. 
sees this trailer and it has maybe recognized that as something that he's seen before and went into and has found food or something. Right. You know, looking for like a bear. You no, know, you got to make sure your campsite is set up for a bear. It, it could have been doing that. Well, you hear the, you know, the awesome Ron Moorhead, Sierra Sounds recordings. They right. hear all that crazy audio picked up from their campsite and they initially, they all think it's just a bear rummaging through their, you know, their yeah. goods. So yeah, that makes, that's, that's a great point, Mike. And, and slamming the toilet seat in the outhouse. <laughs> I love that. I love <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, that was awesome. At that point, they were pretty sure it was not a bear. It was, it was a family of biggie. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mike, this, this British Columbia baffler, if we were, if we took, if we put our brilliant minds together and we have to say, Dogman, werewolf, or Bigfoot? Where do you sit on this cryptid fence? Where would I you s- lean? I sit on the shoulders of Dogman. You sit on the shoulders of Dogman. Well, my my opinion. Okay, I <laughs> does anyway. Your opinion. I don't literally, you know, because if I was literally on sitting on his shoulders and he was carrying me along, then Damn. I would give you an exact answer of yes. Ooh. What was he doing? I would know then. No, we, I, would be, we would have to be close enough to have that kind of relationship. Now, what if you saw this thing popping out of the trailer, and and the first thing you heard was, yeah. "What would you? What, 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 would that change your opinion?" I, I, I didn't hear that very well. Oh, because it was so so silent, and it was almost <laughs> deadly. So timing is everything. Yes. So if this thing, and, if, you, if you're out there relieving yourself, you're shaking your Johnson. You're ready to go. Taking my Johnson. <laughs> um, whip, 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 whoop, whoop. <laughs> you're fanning yourself off. You got it. You know, you're all good. Yeah. Blow you dry s- on yourself. <laughs> you see this being burst out of this camping trailer at the same time you hear. Okay. What? There you go. Finally. <laughs> if you have to repeat a, a joke, it's not going to work, but that's fine. I know. I, I screwed it up. I have screwed up many and I admit that. You didn't screw up. You just have horrible hearing. Yes. Well, and my my headphones. And your headphones. Same way it comes across. Same with mine. Same with mine. Mine I'm not going to badmouth them, though. So stay together, Bessie. No, otherwise they'll quit. I call my recording setup here Bessie in general. It's a group name. The microphone, the mixer, everything. These things are almost antiquities, but yet they still work. So, Bessie, stay together, girl. Well, we were talking about, you know, I was talking about looking at laptops when I do get some money here. And this one, I I realized that I've had this, I think, the whole time that you and I have been <laughs> doing this. I, I, but that can't be. That's can't pretty be, impressive. That's pretty impressive. That would be really old. <laughs> I mean, this one is really old. I mean, it's, yeah. But anyway. So you go with Dogma. Okay. and we. Kind I of, do. I do. And we kind of briefly touched on, you know, like the... The basic difference between dogmen and werewolf, you know, like werewolves tend to be more of the shapeshifter, obviously, back and forth from human to creature, whereas dogman is possibly potentially in this state of existence at all time. And Bigfoot is Bigfoot. Um, but isn't it possible also that dogman and werewolf are actually the same thing? It's just, oh, yeah. you know, different interpretations. Of course. Of course, you know, because uh, we don't. If there is a real werewolf, or if there is a real dogman, the dogmen have have been seen and described, but nobody who who has seen an actual were 
wolf. I mean, yeah, it if they even exist, but they could both be the, uh, the same entity. It just uh, interpreted or, or right. described as two different things. Oh, absolutely, man, absolutely. And you, you're kind of sitting on the dog man um, opinion. To me, I go straight towards Sasquatch slash Bigfoot, even. You know, beside its description, or right? Oh yeah. Well, could it be um, a a could it be a different species of Bigfoot? We well, again, how many? How different do? Okay, how many billions of humans are on Earth? Right. How many look just fantastically different from each other? Absolutely. That's what makes us great. This could be a. I'm, I'm not trying to be flippant. If it's hunched over, maybe it's an older Sasquatch. Maybe it's right. maybe well, it's, very possible. Maybe it's a a, a brittle, a maybe handicapped um, Bigfoot. You know, and yeah, and maybe this handicapped, whatever older, more disabled Bigfoot uh, um, finds it easier to to see these places and go into them and, and find food. How? Oh, that's a great point. E- easier to get food than than foraging or whatever you know i'm mean, not that foraging would be difficult but if you see a, a, a trailer and you've experienced that before and you've had food from them before yep that's what you're gonna go for i like that idea i like that yeah. idea I'm, I'm thinking that this wasn't a one-time thing it just happened to be one time it was seen you know? right exactly and like all sightings that that are in this kind of a category i mean how many times has yeah has that happened mm-hmm so more than we can count, man. So the British Columbia baffler, Mike, uh, you give it thumbs up to this. This isn't the terminal episode. You'll not say no. yay or nay, but what do you think of the story? And, uh, well, I'll just ask you, I'll be Frank again. You can still be Mike. Uh, do you believe it? Uh, I believe it. I'm going to go. I believe it. You know what? I believe it too. Um, just for the fact that it seems very feasible to me. It just simply it, does. It does. It does. It's very, very feasible. And again, this young man didn't want to, he didn't want people to know his name. What does that say? Right. It's, that adds a lot. I know. It would be nice to know the background of this this kid to see if, uh, you know, what his interests are and what kind of things, you know, did he believe in this before? Or, That's or a is great... it something that he was had an interest in or that maybe he made this up out of, you know, yeah. the interest in the, you know, the fun that he could have with it, but he didn't have fun with it though. No, he was terrified. So yeah, he so, didn't tell anybody for 33 years. Yeah. It's like, yeah, he didn't have fun with the story you're telling it. That's, that's for sure. And you know, you hear a lot of, you know, my favorite phrase, my favorite kind of negative terminology here, you know, you hear a lot of pseudo skeptics who immediately, you know, throw these stories out the window or they immediately question the man's background or the woman's background. Like you said, and they want to know, well, have you always believed in Bigfoot? And if you've always believed in it, well, yeah, you're going to be more likely to see something, anything you see that you can't describe, you're going to call the Bigfoot. Well, I'm here to say, nay, I've right. been a believer in Bigfoot since I was like eight or something. That's no joke. Yeah, me too. I, I've had nightmares about the damn thing, and I've never seen one, but I still believe in them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't buy into that. Well, you're, you're, you're a... You have a fantastical mind. You have a great imagination. Or the other argument, Mike. Well, you had something traumatic happen to you when you were a child, so therefore you believe in ghosts and other nonsensical things. That's I, I cannot stand those 
Yeah. Those, it's a flight of fancy. Those arguments that require no thought, no right. serious thought. It's just they don't want to believe it, so they'll say, well, you're dumb. That's yeah. basically it. <laughs> yeah. Close a book, end a story. Well, I actually am a believer in the baffling story of the British Columbia baffler. I'm saying Bigfoot. Mike is leaning towards Dogman. What do you guys think? Do you think it's a bunch of hogwash? Do you think it's a... You think there's a little bit of meat to the bone there? It's definitely pretty intriguing. I think you're you're twisting my mind towards Bigfoot. I mean, you you put out some great points, okay. and we we bantered back and forth about it. And I'm going to change and say, yeah, I. Okay, that's fair. You're not doing that because of solely based on some of the stuff I was throwing out there. You're you're putting in some. Well, it made me well. think more, you know, and. Um, and and what we came up with the possibility of it being an older, more decrepit, you know, Bigfoot, that makes sense to me. It makes more sense to me than the Dog Man because I do believe in Bigfoot. Dog Man is is so you know it's a little it's, out there, isn't it? It's on the it's it's on the other side of the fence still. I mean, yeah. I mean, we're open-minded to it. it we're open-minded to it. But, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But if we had to choose, we'd say, yeah, 100% Bigfoot. You know. Um, yeah. But again, what do you guys think? Um, it's a pretty intriguing story, that's for sure. Mike, I think we made it. We made it to the end of the Creature Feature Road here. Um, really? <laughs> yeah, we're up to 45 minutes, Man. believe it or not. We made it up to the little camping trailer, and we're we, just ready to open the door. And pee inside of it. I don't know. No, that's where Mabel is. That's where Mabel okay, is. Laying on the bed. Well, and this is for Angela, Don, uh, Wilbur, and Bonzo. Say hello. Um, yes, yes. <laughs> I, well, who's Wilbur? Who's Bonzo? I was I, Bonzo. I, you were Wilbur. Okay. I, I'm a Wilbur. Well, you know what? I guess. Wilbur. You know what? I guess I don't know. I guess it's never been clarified. Um, well, you look more like a Bonzo. I, that's what I was. And, I guess I just assumed that I was the yeah. Bonzo. So I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, you. Bonzo, that would be like. You know, if you were on like those really great Frankie and Annette beach movies in the late sixties, you you would be like that character, you know, Bonzo. He's okay. he's like he's like just just on the outside of the group of the of the big fire on the beach and okay. you know, it's kind of in the darkness watching okay. everybody have fun. He'll it. sneak in for a like a piece of popcorn or or it. somebody's half drink. Beer bottle, something like that. <laughs> well, you know at, what? At the end, at the end of it, he just walks into the ocean and keeps going until he's just gone. He's, he's gone. gone. And then, <laughs> when his head finally, his head goes underwater, and yeah. all you hear, no more Bonzo. <laughs> there goes Bed Bonzo. It's bedtime for Bonzo. Oh, man, well, I think it's bedtime for this episode, but I think it went pretty yeah, good, right. Mike. Um. Thanks for making this work, buddy. It's two episodes tonight, two brand new episodes. We felt really bad for not getting anything out yet in the month of October. Yes. That is just wrong. So, well, hey, we got some great, we have to, well, we have to we have some great Halloween month episodes. Yes, yes. Next week is going to be the real life Halloween horrors. That's the plan right now. That's the plan. Um, if anyone wants to, to real life. If anyone wants to send us suggestions for a Halloween heavy oh, episode, absolutely. please send us ideas. We appreciate it. The help, the assistance, and more importantly, the listenership. We think all of you guys, we think of all of you as friends. So this has been a blast. Again, this is just kind of a, <laughs> a poor example of the content you get on Patreon. But if you sincerely enjoy the podcast and you want to support us, 
no better way than to give out no better way to do that than to give the Patreon page a try for one month. Um, you can pay as little as a dollar, and we'd love to see you guys there. So lots of stuff Absolutely. over there. Lots and lots and lots of stuff with lots and lots of stuff more to come. On that note, Mike, what do our awesome family, friends, listeners of the Paranomaly Zone need to do? Peace out. Peace out.